To PD's Power Hour. I'm your host, Michelle, also known as PD, and Happy New Year! The first episode released for the year 2021. And I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening, for my guests, being part of this podcast, to everybody who's helped me along the way with feedback, and though for those of you who put a review onto iTunes or Spotify or whatever it is. Thank you so much. I appreciate every last one of you. This has been a small little bright spot in the shit show that is the year 2020. And I'm really happy and excited that I started this and it's been really good for me. And I hope you are enjoying the podcast as much as I am doing it. I hope to continue to do this for the year 2021 and hope you keep listening and really appreciate every last one of you. So thank you. And I just wanted to say Happy New Year. (laughs) I hope 2021 brings each one of you a little bit more brightness and happiness than 2020. Although, to be perfectly honest, it won't be that hard since it was such a crazy year. But thank you so much. For the first episode of 2021, I decided to do something a little, uh, we'll say well-known and a little crazy, I guess. Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. I know many of you are probably really familiar with this product, as you should be. It's one of the most recognized, well-known products, especially in the United States. When I was in college and in my early 20s, this stuff was synonymous. It was everywhere. Everybody was having it. I myself do not remember having it at all. Like, I could vaguely remember, I guess, that I tried it once and maybe I didn't like it, but it wasn't like a memory that just holds strong in my mind. So we're going to try it like we're trying it for the very first time because it might very well be the very first time that I'm having this and it could be a little scary. I I don't know why I never tried it before. Maybe I'm just not into the fireball and the cinnamon into it. It's that maybe that just kind of scared me and uh, I don't know. But it has an important place in the market and it's very, very popular. So let's appreciate it and see how it goes. So, but before we get into our fun fireball cinnamon whiskey discussion and history and all that jazz, I have a listener email. This is from Burger Champ, who is very prolific in the Polykill Discord. And I'll add a little plug in here for the Polykill Network. You can join the Discord through our Patreon. So check it out. But Burger Champ writes, as long as there has been alcohol, there has been cooking with alcohol, especially in the realms of baking and pastries. From the hint of orange by Grand Marnier in a crepe Suzette, or the sweetness of rum in a poke cake or bananas foster, to the bite of bourbon in a pecan pie, alcohol has been a staple in sweets all over the world. What is your favorite use of alcohol in a sweet treat or baked good? Thank you for your email, Burger Champ. I myself am not a big sweets eater. I tend, I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it like something really big and rich, I guess. But if you put a cake in front of me or a pie and right next to you, you put a a bowl of chips, I will go to the bowl of chips rather than the cake. I've never been really a sweets fan or sweets person. I've always been sort of that sort of salty, savory. So 
I haven't, I mean, I've had a lot of desserts, I guess. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. So with that said, probably one of my most favorite instances using alcohol in dessert was a very simple creme brulee with Grand Marnier or brandy. I used to have one of those fun little blow torches that you see in restaurant kitchens that you crisp up the top layer of the creme brulee so it comes in that nice sugar crust and you crack into it into the little ramekin. It was so fun and it was so delicious and that little touch of Grand Marnier or brandy, I, I used both on different instances, gave it such complexity and interesting subtle flavor notes that you just didn't get from a regular creme brulee and it was fabulous. Like just even adding that little splash of alcohol can really add some really nice depth of flavor. So next time you're making like a chocolate cake or pumpkin pie, maybe add a little bourbon in there. See how that goes. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you'll like it. We'll see. But thank you for your email. It actually ties in really well to the product that we're talking today because cinnamon fireball whiskey, people use that in baking a lot. During my research for this product, I found so many recipes of people using it in pumpkin pie, into cake, chocolate cakes, all sorts of stuff. And people using it in, to bake with. So obviously, if there are thousands of recipes, it must be good somewhere in one of those. I mean, maybe not every single recipe. So I don't know. Maybe I'll try baking with this after we taste it. Since it'll be my first time tasting it. We'll see. <laughs> but let's get into Fireball Whiskey. So let's look at this label first and foremost. It says Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. But whiskey is spelled W-I-S-K-Y. So the spelling of whiskey in the United States and Scotland is with an E-Y. So it's W-I-S-K-E-Y. Where they drop the E is in Canada for reasons I have no idea. I mean, they just do. Who knows? <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason for it, but I, I just don't know. And that's okay. So since they drop the E in Canada, Fireball's base, the whiskey part, is actually Canadian whiskey, which is why they dropped the E, because they wanted it to be reflective of its place of origin, which is cool. That makes sense. And then also on the label, it says, tastes like heaven burns like hell. And that phrasing there is probably why I was so scared of it for the longest time. Also, this very uh, intimidating devil person that's spitting out a fireball, red hot. <laughs> Maybe I just wasn't into red hot candy or something like that. Anyhow, so let's get into the history a little bit. So Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey was actually first introduced in Canada in 1984. It was initially made by Dr. McGillicuddy's, which is a line of liquors produced in Canada and in the United States. But it was purchased by the Sazerac Company, which was acquired from Seagram's in 1989. Fireball was originally part of a line of flavored schnapps, which was developed by Seagram's. So Dr. McGillicuddy's was that name was actually dropped in 2007 to differentiate itself from the rest of the Dr. McGillicuddy's line, which was probably a better choice. Fireball cinnamon whiskey, I think, is a more approachable in the U.S. market rather than Dr. McGillicuddy's. I mean, it just kind of sounds like a, a silly name. <laughs> but according to the brand website, there was actually a Dr. McGillicuddy. He was named after Dr. Aloysius Percival McGillicuddy, who created the liquor in the late 1800s. 
and he lived as a bartender in an old western town. And that's all they say about it. So exciting. (laughs) Sazerac, who owns this company now, who produces Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey, also owns Buffalo Trace Distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky. Now, they're not making the same products and out of the same place, but they are owned by the same company, which I thought was kind of interesting, especially since you can't find Buffalo Trace anywhere. (laughs) Interesting enough as well that Fireball actually had some legal issues that it's had to overcome. In early 2012, the Sazerac company sued Hood River Distilleries over allegedly confusing the trade name and marketing its product, Sinfire Cinnamon Whiskey. But it was settled in 2013, and Sinfire Cinnamon Whiskey continues to exist. So the name itself started to go, like, people started to, I guess, replicate its popularity, but they don't have any legal name to the Fireball or the Cinnamon Whiskey. The the fact that it's using Cinnamon Whiskey is not inclusive to Fireball because you can make, you can actually make Cinnamon Whiskey at home so you can actually replicate this bottle for yourself, which, I mean, I'm too lazy to do, so. (laughs) Also, another fun legal issue they had in 2015, the Sazerac company filed a lawsuit complaining that Jack Daniels' division of Brown Foreman had infringed on its Fireball trademark, while marketing Tennessee Fire, a cinnamon-flavored Tennessee whiskey. But that lawsuit was dropped a year later. So Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey is trying to grab hold of this name, that brand, but having something a cinnamon whiskey is not inclusive to this brand. So don't be scared of other cinnamon whiskeys out there if you do see ones on the shelf next to the Fireball. So then my next question for this, is it safe to drink? You're probably like, yeah, why? It's like everywhere. Why wouldn't it be safe to drink? Well, (laughs) actually, in 2014, Finland and Sweden reported that Fireball contains small amounts of propylene glycol, which is a substance that they use in antifreeze, in commercial-grade antifreeze. So the amount that was found in those two countries surpassed the EU limitations of like one gram per kilogram or whatever it was. Although not part of the EU, Norway also decided to recall the product. But the company has fought back saying it's completely safe to drink and called it a small recipe related compliance issue related to the difference in regulations between North America and European markets. So there's never been any traces of this propylene glycol that's been found in the United States market, but it was found a little bit in some European markets. And as of 2018, Fireball does not use any propylene glycol in any of their products. So they're perfectly safe to drink. If you even Google it, you'll find a lot of articles of people asking about, oh my God, does it have antifreeze in it? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Even for them, that would be a very, very small amount. But you know, these alcohol boards are very rigorous in terms of what is safe and what can be distributed into their markets. So it's completely understandable if you find something, you're just going to pull it off. So I get it, but it's perfectly safe to drink now, even though maybe if you, if you don't like it, maybe you just don't want to, but we'll see. <laughs> but how is this made? Well, like I said before, this is made from Canadian whiskey. They're really, really vague in terms of what the actual recipe is. 
to make this product. It's very, very limited in terms of the knowledge I was able to, the information I was able to find about this. So all I know is that it's made with Canadian whiskey and then blended with cinnamon and sugar. That's it. <laughs> so essentially, you could make cinnamon whiskey at home if you have a simple whiskey and then blend it with a little bit of a cinnamon simple syrup kind of feel. That's going to drop the alcohol. When you blend those things together, that's going to drop the alcohol a little bit, which is also why the cinnamon whiskey is at 33% by volume or 66 proof. So it's a little bit lower than your standard whiskey, which is at 40% by alcohol or 80 proof. So it's not as strong as your regular glass of whiskey. And that's from adding the cinnamon and sugar into it and sort of dilutes it and brings down the alcohol component. So interesting. You can do this at home. Unfortunately, I don't know what the exact recipe is because it's a safeguarded secret. But you know what? That's okay. <laughs> Fireball is also, I think, probably one of the most well-branded products I have ever seen. You name it, they have it. Whether it be hats, t-shirts, they even have, if you go to their website, they have a Fireball Whiskey Bartender, Feature Bartender of the Week, so they feature a bartender from all over the United States, and like Fireball competitions and such. So they are very much, they utilize their marketing budget very, very well, or they use a lot of the marketing budget. I mean, probably why this is so synonymous is because people recognize it and people recognize the products because it's everywhere, so... But enough of that. Let's taste. Oh, crack open this bottle. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't have the actual mini bottle in my hand because I do have a large bottle of Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey that I've had on my liquor shelf, I swear, for like the past four years and I've just never opened it. And I was like, well, I already have it. Every time I go to buy minis at my liquor store, I'm like, I see it there. So I'm like, well, I might as well do it. So <laughs> let's give this a good look-see over. By the color and by the look in the glass, it looks like a typical whiskey. Nothing strange about it. It's got that nice light brown color to it. Very clear, very translucent. So there's only a tinge of brown to it. It's very light brown. Let's give it a nose. Wow. That smells like medicine. Like spicy cinnamon. You know it smells like? Those big red gum. Big red gum. That's exactly what it smells like. Wow. <laughs> Straight cinnamon. And sugar from the gum. Like gum. It smells like big red gum. I'm surprised. Wow. I can I can feel the spiciness. All right. Here we go. Woo. I can do this. Oh, wow. That is sweet. It also tastes like big red gum. So if you're familiar with big red gum, and I don't know, maybe I just have this sort of nostalgia for that as a kid, because I remember my dad used to eat <laughs> that stuff. Lots of cinnamon flavor notes, but also very sweet. Not a lot of viscosity on the texture because of the sweetness. I'm surprised how light it is on the palate. Little hint of spiciness, but not as spicy as I thought it was going to be. I mean, oh, you get it there on the back end. There it is. Yeah, you get a bit of that hint of the spice on the back end as it's finishing, but definitely not as spicy as I thought it would be, judging by the label and how scary I, how scared I was of it because it's terrifying. <laughs> More sweetness than there is than there is of spice. Tons and tons of cinnamon flavor. The producer does say that they use natural cinnamon for this product. You definitely feel the cinnamon a lot 
but you also feel a lot of sweetness. Um, I can see why people like this a lot, just because it is sweet, cinnamony, kind of that warm notes to it. It's very easy. It's lower in alcohol, so I don't feel like I feel, I mean, I definitely don't feel a burn from the alcohol, especially from the sugar, but it's very easy to go down. And it's got this nice warming sensation in my chest because of the little bit of heat that you get from the cinnamon. But it's okay. I think for me, it's just a bit too sweet. It just doesn't balance out the sweetness. Like I want a little bit more touch of, of heat or brightness to it in order to lighten that up. Like maybe if I added a little lemon juice into this or I wonder like how those would taste in like with a ginger beer or a tonic water or just a club soda in order to lighten it up and brighten it up a bit. So it kind of cuts into that sugar flavor notes. Um, there are a ton of cocktails out there for using Fireball. I mean, even on their website alone, they give you a ton of different recipes. Some of them I'm too scared to even attempt because making a Fireball out of like sort of a Manhattan thing just kind of really scares me. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm a fan of that. But this is interesting. I don't necessarily love it. I don't love it. I'm going to be honest. I don't love it. I understand why people like it, though. And I can appreciate the fact that people, why, why people like it. Like, you don't want to go off and be judgy to somebody. Oh, my God, this is like, why do you like that? It makes you so, like, low class. No, that doesn't make you low class. You like it because of certain reasons. This has a lot of, like, nostalgia for people with the cinnamon and the sugar. Things that are sweeter are easier to be consumed. Now, not necessarily sugar is going to give you a little bit of a worse hangover because sugars tend to do that. So, especially at a lower alcohol level, you're going to have to drink a lot more in order to get a little bit more toasty. So, <laughs> but interesting little spirit we have here. Go to the website for a lot of different recipes. I mean, they, they are obviously doing their homework and doing a very good job at advertising and producing these recipes. So give it a try. But for me, this will probably go back to sitting on my shelf for the next four years. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. Maybe I'll put it in an apple cider. Or you know what? Maybe I'll bake with it. Maybe I'll make a pumpkin pie. Because for the first time this past year, I made my like own crust from scratch for Thanksgiving. And that was like kind of exciting for me. So maybe I'll make my own little pumpkin pie and put a little bit of a fireball in it. Just give it that little kick. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. That's probably what I'll use it for. Thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Again, I wish I could find a little bit more information about like where this comes from and how it's made, but super safeguard secret. So we'll see. But thank you, my friends. You can find me on Twitter at PD's Power Hour, or you can email me your questions, comments, or concerns to PD's Power Hour at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard here, head over to polykill.com for more podcasts like this one. And please, if you want to help out the show, please rate and review on your preferred viewing application. It just takes a second and it really helps us out. Drink well, my friends. Thank you so much. And happy new year. Bye.